0: Cool. All right. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Allie. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's so great to see you. It's always good to see you too. Yeah. Especially over the next two weeks, I won't be recording with you. So this is, this will be our last recording for a couple of weeks because I'm moving, um, yes. which bums well, we will me have, out.
1: We will have episodes if they yes. just won't include you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you should definitely still listen, I guess, but I won't be in them. (laughs) But you will be
1: back in in three weeks uh, Mm -hmm. for the one after that. Yeah,
0: and I'll be be in Austin. I'll be in a whole new place. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) You you. might not be able to wear
1: your sweater in Austin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Okay, cool. So today we are talking about the concept of colorism. Mm-hmm. which is a, I guess you could say kind of like a, a subset or a sub topic within the topic of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and colorism is something that happens, I mean, with everyone, but I think usually when you're talking about colorism, you're talking about it uh, within a specific group of people of color. So okay. as an example, Uh, A movie came out recently called In the Heights, which is based on a a musical. Uh, It's one of my favorite musicals ever, written and directed by the same person who wrote and directed Hamilton, which totally blew up last year. And In the Heights is about a community of um, Latin American slash Hispanic people in New York. Um, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, all kind of the whole the, the, one of the big concepts of that movie is you have this whole kind of melting pot of South America in this area. Um, mm-hmm. But the movie is getting a lot of backlash right now because all the actors who were cast were light skinned, some of them white passing actors. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were actually to visit Washington Heights in New York, and meet the kind of people that are supposed to be represented in this film, a large swath of them would be what people refer to as black Hispanics, right? People Mm -hmm. with African ancestry who are dark skinned, deep skinned, um, who come from the same country, speak the same language, but um, there is a consistent problem And I've seen it in Black communities, I've seen it in Latin communities, I've seen it in Asian communities, where even if you are, you know, full-blooded Korean or full-blooded Colombian or whatever, if you have darker skin, that is seen as less desirable, you are seen as different. And in a lot Mm -hmm. of media, when we are portraying people of color, the we tend to see lighter skinned people more frequently than darker skinned people. And mm-hmm. this is not just a problem within the Heights. And And I've seen in the Heights. I loved it. I cried like eight times. It's my, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite musicals. And I think it's an exceptional film, mm-hmm. but it does have that problem. Like I can, I can attest to this. It This is a fact. And, and this is really unfortunate. And, the, the director did he direct the movie mm-hmm. regardless the writer of in the heights acknowledged it and apologized for it mm-hmm. which is you know the first step to solving anything like this um but you know the movie's out now they can't take the movie back and recast it yeah. um and it's 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 such an interesting concept that has been around colorism for forever Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it was a thing. in—in in I know a lot of Asian countries because it's like, OK, if you are nobility, you sit in a castle all day, you never get any sun and you end up being very pale. If you are a farm worker and you're out in the sun all day and you get super tan. Right. There's this it, it, it boils down a lot to class and economics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has prevailed even into now. Um, for like no reason. Right. Like we in America, at least, are not really subdivided into those uh, class systems anymore as far as like, um, well, I guess we are white collar and blue collar workers. But Mm -hmm. regardless, we wanted to talk about colorism today, specifically talking about In the Heights as an example, but in general for people to be thinking about.
1: Hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard this in all of your life because I mean, I'm a white woman, right? So I don't, I've never heard this. I always hear like, you must burn really fast because you're so fair <laughs> complexion, whatever. But my daughter has heard things like, well, you're not that black. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've, I, I was presenting to a group once um, and I was telling, showing my daughter and one of the women goes, well, um, you know, I said something about my daughter's, uh, you know, mix black and white and the woman and this I was was in a group of all black people and she goes hmm, well she's not really black enough mm-hmm. and I was like what is black enough yeah like you know um
0: this is why we say yeah. race is a social construct Mm -hmm. We have decided or people decide on their own what is white, what is black, what is this and that and so on. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with behaviors. It has to do with social class. It has to do with the music you listen to and the clothes that you wear and the color of your skin. But it's all made up. Mm -hmm. It's all entirely made up. And I I was some kind of dumbfounded when the woman said that. And I, I
1: thought of a million things I could have said in response. Since Mm -hmm. then, like, well, the people who discriminate against her think she's black enough to discriminate against her, Yeah, you know, kind of thing, Um, because, of course, she's experienced that her whole life, Um, you know, and as a mom, I always tried to shelter her from those kinds of things, but you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, forever. You can try to help kids understand who they are and grow up and that kind of thing, but people in the world are people in the world, and they're going to make judgments
0: Yeah, like that. It's What's, it's a are- weird, it's a weird <clears throat> thing. Especially like, yeah, being mixed like your daughter, I have a lot of white privilege because I am light skinned. Mm-hmm. And so people do treat me differently because I am not black enough. And maybe to them, black enough is a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you have I have I've had black people, people darker skinned than me, tell me that I'm not black enough. Um, or that I'm too white. And then that has a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a, there is no winning. Um, I oh. mean, in, in, the case of colorism, there is a, uh, yeah, there is a privilege associated with being lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. And like my mind goes back to, you know, there's, there's all sorts of reasons for it. Like I, I stated before, but my mind goes back to slavery in America, where if you, um, if you were light skinned, it all it often meant that you were a house slave, so you had more privileges. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you were a product of relations between a slave master and a slave, and you were lighter skinned, you got certain privileges, mm-hmm. right? Which is such an ugly. Yeah, it's like great, I, mean, you I get were treated so owned by somebody. <laughs> exactly, I so cool. I get treated better because my my mother was raped. Like, what the heck is that even? Like, you know, it's right. such a, a twisted, weird weird thing um and yeah i remember when i was little i always wanted to be more black i always wished that my skin was deeper that my hair was more like my mom's that my nose and my lips were bigger because that i mean that was my standard of beauty was my mother who's a, who's a quote-unquote full black woman um but yeah it's it's this rhetoric that we put into people's heads that the lighter you are the better hmm and it's super yeah, unfortunate. It,
1: Lydia, so, Lydia's hair is um, like reddish brown. And it's just, that's how she's born. That's how she's always had this reddish brown hair. Curly for sure, right? But uh, reddish brown. And so, people will often say to her, Well, what are you? Because she is very Hispanic passing. And, you know, if she puts on, um, this is gonna sound so stereotypical, but she she puts her on you know like a low cut top and big hoop earrings and tight jeans, and immediately people assume she's Hispanic, because she's like wearing Hispanic you know outfit or whatever. Oh my gosh, I hate to even say that, but it's true. That's what people. That's the kind of things that people assume about her. Um, she's been asked if she's Italian, you know. She's been asked if she's Hispanic. She's and um, almost nobody says you know oh you're black. Because she doesn't have darker hair and and in the wintertime. I mean, by August, her skin, because she loves going outside and at the beach or the pool, whatever. And so she darkens up over the summer, just like most people do. But then people assume that she's Black. But in like February? No, not so much.
0: Yeah, I got the same thing when I was younger and I lived in New York. I had people assuming that I was Dominican all the time. People would just, Mm -hmm. even here in Miami, people come up to me and just start speaking Spanish. And I'm just like... No hablo espanol. (laughs) No hablo espanol. Lo siento, me culpa. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's people, people just make these assumptions and yeah, it can, it can be really hurtful.
1: Well, the hardest thing about making assumptions, it isn't just that somebody's making an assumption based on the color of your skin of where you might be from. Right. So like it's, it's, you know, people see me and they don't, and they, they assume like, oh, she's probably European somewhere in her background because she's a white girl, you know, kind of thing. But they make assumptions based on where they want to categorize you right? So it isn't just curiosity of, oh, I wonder what your lineage is. And, you know, oh, do you have really cool stories about your family? And it's none of that kind of stuff, right? It's always like, well, where am I going to put her on a scale of one to 10? Where does she fall in how I'm supposed to interact with her? Like, you know, the blacker she is, is she further down the list or the, you know, those kinds of things. And, it, and I know I mentioned this before, and I think this is a really good um, way to kind of understand how people classify others based on their ethnicities, is we have this wage gap in America. So there's a woman's wage gap. I'm going to talk about women specifically, because that's how this applies. Uh, There's a wage gap, and then we have something called equal pay day every year. It usually falls sometime in April. And what that is, is how far into the next year a woman has to work in order to make the same wages that a man did in her same exact position the year prior. And this last year I was looking at that and I actually stumbled upon some other information and I'm going to probably say this all incorrectly, but the concept is correct. When we talk about equal pay day we're talking about what a white woman. How far into the war, into the next year a white woman has to work to make the equal pay of somebody in her a, a man in her role the prior year? Because if you start to break down ethnicities and where that falls for women, um, it's usually somewhere in the summertime for black women. It's somewhere in uh, like I think it was like July for black women um, August or September for Hispanic women and almost, it was like October or November for, um, Native American women. So depend, so that, that tells you right there that people will judge and put you in a category of value based on the color of your skin and your ethnic heritage. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's, that's shitty. I'm it's
1: just gonna,
0: so I'm gonna say a swear word. It's <laughs> shitty. It is shitty. I sometimes I like I'd be so interested to see like a Twilight Zone episode where suddenly everyone wakes up blind and like you can't make those assumptions mm-hmm. anymore because it's a it's virtually impossible most of the time to try to guess what somebody like you were talking about with your daughter, and B, it's worth nothing, it gives you no information about who, like, okay. Uh, My favorite drag queen is named Trixie Mattel. And when she is out of drag and she is presenting as a boy, um, well, all the time, technically, um, that person is fully half Native American. Mm -hmm. But if you were to look at this person out of drag, right, they look like the whitest white person you've ever seen in your whole entire life. You would never in a million years guess that they were half Native American. Mm -hmm. And like, I find it so interesting whenever she talks about her Native American background, because it's like, I always forget. And so it's like, it's, I mean, not only are you fully dressed like a woman, right? That's already one assumption out the window. But like, it, it, it just, I don't know, it makes me so it makes me so crazy that like, and then like you know on the other side you have this whole thing about like oh colorblind casting right like so like within the heist it's like oh well that was the that was the excuse right is we cast the best actors for the role we didn't look at the color of their skin this is a this is a film about culture mm-hmm. this is a film specifically about latin american individuals their dreams their histories their backstories mm-hmm. It's important to look at the color of their skin in that scenario. And
1: right. they knew that. Well, what's they interesting too. So it's Lynn manuel Miranda's um, In the Heights. He wrote that. Mm-hmm. He also wrote Hamilton, as you said. And Hamilton is a story about white people. And there is only one white person in the cast, and that's King George, right? Mm-hmm. And so everybody else in the cast of Hamilton is either Hispanic All or Black. And a
0: varieties and yeah. varieties of shades, too. You yes, You have really exactly. deep-skinned people. You have very light-skinned people. Right. It's super, 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 di- which is what makes the In the Heights thing so disappointing, which yeah. is like, dude, you hit it right on the head with mm-hmm. this first one yeah what happened (laughs) like why i don't so if if you
1: wanted to flip the script it would be in the heights played by all white people i mean like if you i'm kidding
0: i'm kidding (laughs) it's crazy i mean it practically was it was all of these Mm -hmm. very 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 light-skinned people and it was there was one dark-skinned character but he was the black guy he was not latin he was black right exactly frustrating
1: you know and then within the latin hispanic communities there's also talk about um that even if it was a darker person well they're still there you know jimmy Smith is mexican he's not you know puerto rican or dominican mm-hmm. and and you know washington heights is a lot of dominicans so why aren't there more dominicans in there you know so then actually not even looking at, at judging people by the color but actually looking at their lineages and yeah. saying that person shouldn't be there at all Yeah, because xyz you know and so it's I mean I I, my only opinion is it was a beautiful you know um, musical I loved every minute the music like sticks with you and there's Mm -hmm. just such amazing touching moments and as a as a white person I just have to respect everybody else's opinion of it because I just was seeing it at face value and I didn't it didn't occur to me that there might be more going on Mm -hmm. because you know I mean it's just I you know I grew up watching white people on TV (laughs) I grew up watching white people in movies and when there was somebody in a movie that was Native American it was almost always played by somebody who was Italian Mm. or white in you know red face face, yeah they call it for Native American um you know and then there there just weren't people who were black in, in the movie so it's like if there were Native American people on TV it was in a role that it was cowboys and Indians, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just- And the Native
0: it, Americans were the bad guys.
1: Yes, always. Yes, mm-hmm. always. And so, you know, you grow up and, and you know, I, I'm, as we've said before, I'm a great deal older than you. I know it doesn't feel that way all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> I definitely own that to be her mother because my daughter is her age. Um, but the the idea is that I grew up only seeing certain things, right? And I've had to unlearn some of those expectations and mm-hmm. um, and ha- have a better understanding now looking back and oh my God, that was so wrong. I didn't know it was wrong because mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all I knew. And I'm really happy that I'm on a path of understanding and doing better. I always make mistakes. I'm always going to make mistakes because Everyone does. I, that's what somebody who learns um is going to make mistakes but i i'm i'm always hoping now that i'm in a better place to help other people <clears throat> excuse me and uh you know there's only so much you can do for other people but yeah. uh, especially if you can do better yourself i guess
0: and that's a really good i think that's a really good note to to end this conversation on is that oh my gosh there's been a car alarm outside my building that has been going <laughs> off for an hour straight so i'm really sorry if it comes up in in the audio um Oh my gosh, I can't even think now. I feel like I'm being stabbed in the brain. Um, (laughs) It's a good place to end on is that, yeah, 20, 30, maybe 40 years ago, A, would In the Heights be told at all? Would this story be told at all, right? A story with no white, there are no white characters in this whole movie. Um, Would this story be told at all? And if it were a la West Side Story, would they have cast just pure white people, right? Right.
1: Because if you look back at West Side Story, the lead female actor was a white person playing Hispanic.
0: Yeah, and so we can look at In the Heights and say, yeah, this is a long ways from what films used to look like. That's the the glass half full perspective. Mm -hmm. The glass half empty perspective is, but we can and have done so much better than this. Right. It's still not where it needs to be. There's always that kind of balancing act that we have to play of like, you know, I always think back to in the early days of film when if you saw a black actor in a movie at all, they were a slave or a prostitute or a servant or something like that, which is a sidekick.
1: Even the, like the, the best case scenario, they were the sidekick.
0: Best case scenario. And that probably yeah. came a couple of decades after, after people started putting black people like, in films. But it even if somebody was in a film as a maid or whatever, they were in the room, they had their foot in the door. And right. that yeah. started creating more opportunities for representation. It started the ball rolling, right? So we can always look at these things and say, oh, this is terrible, this is awful, this is awful. But I think when we look at it in the larger picture of everything, it's not as bad as it feels. It's just something that needs to be acknowledged and talked about and then improved upon. We can't just say it doesn't exactly. matter because it does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's as malicious as a lot of people are making it out to be. That's I think that's my one problem with this whole controversy is mm-hmm. like people who are saying that you know, the movie is like racist or something like that. No. It's just they got carried away and I don't think Lin-Manuel Miranda was in charge of the casting I think there were other people in charge of that whereas he I'm pretty sure cast the cast of the original Broadway cast of Hamilton I think he was in charge of that so you know I'm sure we could start a whole other podcast about colorism in media that's that's <laughs> that's a college course um it
1: is an interesting topic for sure
0: yeah it's it's one of my favorite objectively speaking, it's one of my favorite topics in the in the discussion of race and ethnicity, um, because I think we, th- are- we think of racism as like Nazis against Jews or uh, or I'm sorry, against people who are Jewish or we think of, you know, the KKK against black people. But mm-hmm. within our communities of people of color, we treat each other awfully. And that's, that's a lot of times where the colorism comes in is when we start breaking it down into class and economics and all these other things. I mean, where I used to live in New York, we're talking about the Dominican population in New York. Yeah. Where I lived in New York, the Dominican people and the Puerto Rican people did not hate at each other. They did not get along. And I never, I never understood it. I'm not part mm-hmm. of either of those subcultures, but I was just like, okay, you guys hate each other, I guess, you know? And it's like, why, 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 why? Why do we have to create animosity between ourselves when mm-hmm. we already, again, that's a whole other topic <laughs> for conversation, but it, it bothers me and I find it fascinating.
1: Do you remember when, it was when you were a kid, they they came out with, Disney came
0: out with the Cinderella movie with Brandy as Cinderella? Uh, I recently watched it when they put it on Disney Plus again, and it there. is oh, just as good as I remember. My
1: daughter was confused because the prince was asian filipino qu- filipino and mm-hmm. the queen was black Philippi goldberg <laughs> yeah and the king was white and she's Mr. like Garber, do- I think. yeah it was so it's like how do a black lady and a white man make disney. him mom like because it's disney and they can <laughs> yeah,
0: okay it's disney and they can They're, they could have adopted him like right any, yeah. Anything could be possible. You, but yeah, that movie was so ahead of its time as far as not only the dark-skinned Black lead, mm-hmm. right? They didn't cast like a Beyonce or a Halle Berry type. It was a dark-skinned right. actress. It was Whitney Houston who, she's medium skin tone. I don't think she's as dark as Brandy is. Um, but yeah, Agreed. the whole thing with the with the royal family too. And like the yeah. the stepmother, the evil stepmother was white. One of the stepsisters was white and then the other stepsister was a heavy set, dark-skinned black woman, which you, all, those yeah. three things together, are you kidding me? That's crazy. That's amazing. But yeah, I love, 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 love that movie. I still love that movie. Yeah. No, like talk about colorblind casting, but with <laughs> like almost like tongue in cheek colorblind intent, casting. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. With intent. It's, I wish all movies were like. <laughs> it was about the story. It was about the story, because yeah, yeah, people people love to sit there and say, "Well, that's not realistic. That's not the bitch." Like it's a fairy tale. It is a it is a made. uh, That's the problem. You you're okay with the pumpkin being turned into a carriage. That doesn't bother you, but the fact that a white man and a black woman made an Asian kid—that's where you draw the line. Okay, cool.
1: Like the mice made the first dress. That's okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Jeez Louise. Anyway, well, I guess
1: I, you know, I just, we don't have a catchphrase on, on this podcast, but if we did, I, I would adopt the one that so many people are using and that's, we all need to do better and be better.
0: And if we're
1: moving in a good direction, that that's, you know, that's what we'll do.
0: Yeah. We all need to do better and be better. And like you said earlier, that includes you and me, right? We're not perfect. We are only one people each. We make mistakes but that's what all this is about is, is trying to learn and be better. So I think exactly. that's a good catchphrase. We should start saying that. Okay, let's use it. We should all do learn. Better, be what better. did you say? Do better and be better. Cool. Be better. Yep. <laughs> awesome.
1: All right. Cool. Well, happy moving, Allie. We'll see you back in Thank three weeks. You. Next week. I, I always say we don't know what next week is. I actually do know what next week is this time. i are going to tease it? I've scheduled it. Yeah. So um, Dan maybe is going to be joining me. Um, along with another member of the organizing team for WordFest, we've decided who it's going to be yet. Um, yeah. We're waiting to see who's available because we're literally all over the world. Um, but we're going to talk about mental health in remote work and, and uh, how that affects underrepresented people specifically too. Um, mm-hmm. And you know as a woman and someone with disabilities and people, anybody who has a mental um, a mental well-being issue is already an uh, underrepresented person. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about WordFest and what's, that's coming up in July and how that helps to, you know, events like that help to reduce that social um, isolation that we feel in remote work. So that's that's That's, what next week.
0: I'm so excited. I'll listen as I'm uh, driving to Texas. All right. All right.
1: right. Bye. Bye. Bye.